A well-chosen character name can make all of the difference in the world of comics. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, those names worked, but not because they were cool. They worked because we loved those characters and those names became cool over time. However, Hellboy is a cool ass name. Storm and Colossus are amazing names for superheroes. So is Dr. Manhattan, Jubilee, Omac. Now, once we start talking about like Brother Voodoo and Matter Eater Lad and Elongated Man, not so much. On this episode, Adrian and I discuss best and worst superhero names. We trace early names back to the 1940s and 50s with all their authoritative references, Mr. This and Miss That and Captain What's-His-Name. We discuss how things changed going into the 80s and 90s and became darker and edgier with characters named Spawn and Cable and Zealot and Bloodshot. And we also point out how a character's abilities played a role in what they were called, as well as ethnicity, gender, and other more specific traits. It's the name game, and we are here to play it. Thanks for listening to our episode on best and worst superhero names. In the time that I've known you, we've talked about art, certainly comics, all of that stuff, you know, for years. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I've ever talked to you about, like, in your early beginnings of wanting to make your own comics, did you ever create your own characters? Hmm. I didn't get into creating my own characters until I was in art school, man. Okay. But early on, it was just like I was drawing and doing the typical copying and tracing, you know, comics. Um, When I was in sixth and seventh grade, I was big into doing like drawings of like, you know, sports stuff, you know, drawing Michael Jordan, the Atlanta Braves, stuff like that. Yeah, but not never my own characters until I was way in art school. Okay, so as it relates to that, once you got in art school and you started creating your own characters, in terms of naming them, because I mentioned on 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 the previous episode where, like, when we were kids, you know, like when I met Dwight, he was creating his own characters. Mike Daly was creating his own characters. Don had created his own characters, and Joe Phillips had created his own characters even before he had joined Gaijin. You know, uh, everyone seemed to be on that tip at the time. So when you were doing that in art school, and I'm, this was at the Art Institute? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what names did you give them, and how did you come up with the names, if you can recall? Uh, I can recall, but but for the sake of <laughs> copyright, <laughs> for right now, I'm trying to cover my bases, sir. I I'm not going to reveal the names, not because I'm ashamed of them, just for that that protection for right now. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay, all right, all right, all right. But the way I came up with the names is like stuff where, okay, I liked a portion of a certain name that I had seen elsewhere. So I was like, okay, I'll chop that one off and just use that part. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Or in another case, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or in another case, it was like, all right, I'll think of the time period that is set in and I'll use something that was a common phrase or a euphemism. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I used that. You know what I'm saying? But without being any more specific than that, you know, that's how I came up with. But I definitely... If it was like a superhero or a superpowered character that I was to come up with, I definitely wouldn't be like the generic of blank man or right, right, right. <laughs> blank woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> black blank. 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, those kind of those kind of played out today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I will mention one more thing though, uh, as it relates to my art school experience. Mm-hmm. You did have a lot of other uh, students there. We're all young, about the same age, so they were. There were some that I were finding that I was finding to be creating their own characters. And, you know, we would share amongst ourselves or whatnot. And you would be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't, how many people, how many of fellow, my fellow students were naming their characters blank man or, you know, something very generic because it's what you grew up with, you know? So when you are, you know, starting to create your own characters, those are the naming uh, characteristics that you kind of, you know, start with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's it's funny you should say that because, again, it, uh, again, a call back to the uh, the previous episode. Mm-hmm. There were people who were into it, and then there were people who were deep into it. And so, you know, as we're discussing best and worst superhero names on this episode, you know, you look at people who were kind of into it and they would do the man and the boy and the girl and the lad and all this kind of stuff the kind of simple stuff yeah but like when i really think back on it like me mike daly antonio cade dwight uh even joe you know all of us we were descendants of the giant size x-men number one era okay yeah yeah where all of a sudden Mm. the x-men are new it's not marvel girl and it's not Iceman, and it's not the Beast, you know, these kinds of simple approaches to names. It's Colossus, Cyclops, Mystique, you know, Rogue, uh, uh, Sprite, uh, you know, uh, we were descend Banshee, we were descendants of those names where they were a bit less plain and a little more specific to the character's abilities. That's what I was going to say, like descriptors of their abilities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so maybe that may be, be part of the difference, but I, I loved thinking about this. Uh, yeah, you know, after we decided this was what we were going to discuss, I love giving this some thought mm-hmm. because names of characters and naming your heroes and the kinds of heroes you liked and the kinds of comics you liked it's almost akin in the non-nerd world to, you know, the kind of beer you drink says what kind of person you are. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the sports team you follow says what kind of person you are. Do you drive a sedan? Do you drive an SUV? Do you drive a pickup truck? That A minivan. That, that says something about who you are. And the names of the characters and, and what you kind of gravitate towards. I mean, and I still love all of the old. You know, the old characters from the really going back to the 40s and 50s. Age, yeah, I, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I love all of those characters, but it really does kind of say a lot. And then you see like later on in the 90s where, you know, all of those creations and those characters and the creators who created them, you know, they were children of Byrne and Claremont and Perez and Wolfman. They were children of those characters. So, you know, in the, in the Teen Titans, you know. Yeah, you had Wonder Girl and you had Robin and you had, you know, Beast Boy, Garth. And Kid Flash. And Kid Flash. Yeah. But you also had Cyborg. You had Terra. You know, you had uh, Deathstroke the Terminator. You know, mm. you had you had some newer characters that came along, in addition to your Dr. Lights and uh and you know the uh the Metal Men and, and, and other things like that. But anyway, I just think it's fascinating because th- as you examine it, as I examined it anyway, 
the names of superheroes as it moves from era to era reflects different things, different sensibilities. Mm, mm-hmm. What w- what was going on at the time? What was interesting at the time? Yeah. Uh, what was popular? What was in pop culture? And so on and so forth. But had you had you thought about it in that way, like spanning the decades as you as you thought about this topic? Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that I was thinking of too, along those same lines, is. What you were saying, like right around the time of like, you know, the um, Claremont burn X-Men, mm-hmm. you know, there is a change in terms of like the characters names. They they almost become very singular. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already had heroes before that that were, you know, Batman and Superman that were iconic in their own way. But this is a very specific way of singularity. You know, with the characters around that time, you know what I'm saying, right? And it even like you're like you're insinuating, going into the '90s or whatnot, the era that I came of age in. You know, a lot of those characters' names. <laughs> I'm sad to say, some of those characters' names had nothing to do with the characters' abilities. <laughs> it just looked cool. Yeah. It just, it just looked cool on the cover of a comic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Grifter. Uh, Grifter is someone who steals. But the grifter and Wildcats didn't steal nothing, right? You know? <laughs> or or, or, or uh, cool. Or Blood Wolf and spelling it with a, with a U W U L F. Yeah, exactly. I'm like Blood Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> but it just it does it just looks cool. And I think that um, like for instance, you know, the man and the boy, girl, lad, all that kind of stuff. That kind of makes it a bit cookie cutter and interchangeable so you could create a hawk man mm-hmm. and then say well damn hawk man is really starting to sell well let's let's do hawk girl you know what i mean but if you go back to post giant size x-men number one and again all the people who are children the characters and the creators who are children of that era yeah you know there's a mystique but there's no man mystique mm-hmm. there's just one mystique there's no, there's no man rogue a rogue boy you know there's just rogue you know there's just jubilee there's no you know jubilee guy or jubilee lad right. you know what i mean so like you said the, the, the singularity of it and the the specificity of it uh was much more apparent in that mid 80s to you know going into the 90s kind of era but for sure going back man to really like the uh the 30s and the 40s and and in the 50s too in terms of the uh the golden and the silver age mm-hmm. one of the things that i noticed is that many of the golden age heroes had authoritative names so mm. you've got to think in the 40s and the 50s you know there's no the fit television comes along in the 50s but in the 40s and 30s, there's no television. There's no, uh, there's no, certainly no internet, but there's no TV. There are no videos. You know, all people are doing are is they're, they're listening to the radio. They're reading. Yeah. They're reading comics. And so the prominent figures in our society were military people, business people, you know, people who had what were seen as high rank, you know, high, highly esteemed professions, doctors, lawyers. That sort of thing. So the golden age, you, in the golden age, you have lots of Captain this, Mr. That, you know, Captain America, Captain Battle, Captain Compass, mm-hmm. Captain Flag, Captain Freedom. You have uh, Miss America, Miss Fury, Miss Patriot, Dr. Midnight, Dr. Fate, Dr. Occult, yeah. Doc Savage. You know what I'm saying? 
these titles that would let people know, oh, this is somebody that I need to respect or who I need to, to listen to or pay attention to. I would also say with that, the other thing I loved about those 40s naming uh, conventions is, you know, they, they would have the character's full name, comma, police detective. Bart Reagan, <laughs> police detective. Yes. You know, <laughs> or whatever like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so, so uh, man of, uh, of mystery, you know, uh, woman in action, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and and that was, you know, it wasn't seen as overt because that's just kind of all people did back then, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also, too, like a lot of the Golden Age names and, and really their whole personas, their characters, their their powers, their, uh, you know, the way they were the, the way they were presented to the public. You know, all of that was birthed. And again, if you talk about the 30s and the 40s, you talk these a lot of them were birthed from circus and carnival acts. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. strong man, Atlas. He can lift the world, you know, uh, doll man, the atom. He's the tiniest human in the world. You know, that, you know, uh, electroshock. You know, he can transmit <laughs> electricity through his body like a lightning rod. Stay, don't get too close, folks. You know, Phantasmo, he can read your mind and your thoughts. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> even even something like Lady Luck. Yeah. You know, people are playing cards and gambling. That was a big pastime before television and movies, you know, and all of that became, you know, um, more mainstream and in the center of culture and more fa- a fascination of culture. You know, card playing, Lady Luck. Yeah. You know, okay, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I can remember being a kid reading some of those things and, and thinking they were lame, but at the same time. Loved them. I loved them, yo. I, I loved, loved them. them. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I just, man, there's just something about that that just like, man, yes, it's of its time, absolutely. But God, man, I still have a such a soft spot for that stuff. Are you kidding me? Yeah, oh, I, same here, same here. And even if you go back to, you know, obviously the 30s and the 40s with Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, and then later on in the 60s, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. this is something I thought about. And, you know, don't at me, but I, I got to come, I got to come with, with, with the 100, yo. Okay. Those are not great names. Uh, when we get into the worst later on, those are on my worst list. Yeah. yeah. Those are not great names, but we fell in love with those characters and in some cases their backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some cases, their relatability was something that we attached to, you know, all of that. But And, and the names just kind of became cool mm-hmm. over the years. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, like the Beatles, B-E-A-T-L-E-S. Right. That's just not dope. But... <laughs> Now, you know, some 60 years later, it feels like it's dope, you know? Right, exactly. It's an icon now, but at its base, you're like, eh. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But I do like that, um, you know, eventually, and maybe it was, when do you think the change came where they started, they really did start leaning into naming characters you know, based on their abilities, you know, specific to their abilities and what they did. But then also, too, like, leaning harder into naming a character based on, you know, like you mentioned earlier, you know, black this, you know, their ethnicity or, 
you know, their even their gender to some extent. Oh man, that's definitely like '60s Marvel. I would say, really, that's where you get the avalanche of a lot of that stuff. You know, now there were still naming conventions being held over from you know the previous decades, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I would say like the characters that. Kirby was creating with Stan Lee, you know, during the mid 60s Marvel and as well as Steve Ditko, you know, you were starting to get more of those very singular names based on what the character looked like, especially in Mm Spider-Man, you know, it's like the beetle. He looks like a green beetle. Yeah. All these animalistic names. They looked like the animals they were representing. The villain looked like what they were doing. The The rhino, Dr. Octopus. Yes. Ele- electro, <laughs> you know, he's got the mask with the bolts on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> with, with the electro bolts on it, yeah. So, yes, he, they looked exactly like they were. And to my knowledge, it took a, it took a minute for DC to kind of catch up to that. And it really wasn't until you had somebody like a, like a Neil Adams or a Denny O'Neill and that kind of new crop coming in and writing stories and creating characters that you start getting stuff like Dead Man. He looks like a dead man. Right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like the the specter, the, you know, the idea of the specter. He's the, you know, he's the, uh, you know, the, the right hand of God. He's the deliverer of death, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. Or he's the uh, the foreboding, the phantom stranger. Right, yeah. You know, where he looks like a stranger, you know, that stranger. dark dark hat and his face is all shrouded in shadow. And he's got that high collar and the long coat that, on. That, yeah, that dinner plate medallion. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like, yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think you're right, man. And I think like uh, 60s going into the 70s, you know, you got like Iceman, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Invisible Girl or Invisible Woman. Yes. Uh you know, Plastic Man, of course, years, years and years before. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of like, you know, characters whose their abilities said who they were. Plastic Man, Invisible Woman, Iceman, uh, Magneto, you know, um, Human Torch says it right there in the name. You know, uh, Judo Master. Yeah. That's that's what I do. I be doing judo and stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, another thing I wanted to mention too, you were talking about where was the start of like that using a prefix of black mm. as a descriptor and then sticking on whatever it was, you know, behind that. And again, that starts with to me, it starts with Jack Kirby at sixties Marvel with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know, now, 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 I'm going to clear something up because a lot of people have the misconception that, oh, well, Kirby must have heard of the Black Panthers, you know, from Oakland and then thought that that might be a good name. No, 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 no. Black Panther in the comics came first. Mm. Mm. Facts. And then Black Panther. Yeah. The organization came afterwards. There may have been some correlation. I doubt it. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's what it was. But then after that. Kirby is also responsible for quite a few of those black names. Like, okay, <laughs> and new guys. Why is there a black racer, a brother on skis? First of all, ain't no brother skiing. Right. <laughs> 
ain't no brother swimming. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, so, so why, why does the brother on some skis, why is he the representative of death in the new guys? You're going to see this brother coming with some skis at you. Like, oh, I guess it's my time. I guess it's my time. <laughs> All right. I guess so. I said, peace. I'll see y'all later. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs> yeah. And then there was another one in um, Forever People that when they were all riding in that Wonder Wagon, the brother in that, his name was Viking the Black. <laughs> Viking the Black. <laughs> Godly. Come on, Curbs. Come on, Kirby. Hey, man. Come on, King. Hey, Damn. man. Hey, man. <laughs> That was the king, yo, but I mean, goddamn. <laughs> hey, Viking the Black. I was like, oh man, godly. But you know, you know what's funny about that? Cause you know, you got, you know, Black Lightning, which, you know, we've talked about, you know, multiple times. Uh, Black Panther, of course. Later on, you know, you had Goliath and then you had Black Goliath. Black Goliath. You know? Like that, yo. <laughs> okay. And uh, but you know what? I remember like the first time I saw Brother Voodoo, I was like, okay, I'm out. Oh, man. I'm out. Because that's like, okay, his ability and his ethnicity, we're going to marry them together. Yeah. And he's brother voodoo. Dang, yo. But (laughs) I I have to say this, man. When I was a kid and I was trying to draw and I was just loving superheroes and I was always trying to draw them and and capture them and just try, you know, it was just, it was all that was in my brain, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For sure. And I would watch cartoons and I would watch the old Super Friends, the old 60s era Super Friends that Alex Toth did the uh, the designs for. Yeah. And I believe there was a season where Black Vulcan shows up. You're right. Mm-hmm. And I remember I hated Black Vulcan because at that point I, I was aware, I was like, what is all this black, 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 black? Why gotta be black? Why can't he just be Vulcan? Yeah, yeah. Or, or why can't it just be, you know, lightning or whatever? And, of course, later on we get static shock, of course. But uh, which has a lot to say about, you know, black characters with electric powers. That's always kind of been a thing, you know. But <laughs> but I remember I was I hated Black Vulcan in the comics. And then I was watching the Super Friends and Black Vulcan showed up. And damn if I didn't go get my copy of paper and start trying to draw Black Vulcan. Because he was kind of cool in the episode. And I was like, all right, man, damn. You know, so I was yeah. trying to draw me some Black Vulcan, yo. <laughs> You know, that's like baby steps, you know, saying mm-hmm. as far as like the representation that was happening, it's baby steps because, you know, at the same time, you don't see other ethnicities being called, I don't know, red man, like like a tobacco or something, but it's an Indian, an American, right. uh, Native, Native American. American. Yeah. 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 Or whatever. What have you just only saw that for like black characters. And I also think that might have been because as well. You did have the rise of um, not just black exploitation. I don't want to solely put it on that, but more um, things, all things black, kind of being more insinuated into the culture around that time. You know, the rise of black power and things like that. So it might have been a marketing thing too to have like black in the title of that comic, and you see like young kids like yourself coming up in that period. It's like black, whatever, black so-and-so. Like, oh, man, that's for me. That's for right. me right there. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And even the, uh, you know, the creators of these characters and the publishers and whatnot, you know, most of whom being, being white guys, you know, probably seeing black culture and black people and all everything black as a monolith, as all kind of one thing and not seeing some of the, 
the variety and the subtleties, the, uh, the subtleties yeah. and the differences there. But um, but it did happen. It just happened in a slightly different way because, you know, you had like uh, Katana, mm, you know, mm. was an Asian character, uh, Karate Kid, who was Asian and I think he was white and he was uh, of, of uh, Asian descent. And he uh, and then also like Sunfire from Giant Size X-Men uh, number yeah. one. Yeah. You know, he was yeah. he was Japanese. But that's actually an interesting way because you also had like, you know, characters being named based on their national origins. So mm-hmm. Captain Britain, Captain America, uh, Union Jack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Captain Canuck. Remember Captain Canuck? Yeah, yeah of course. Of what, course. Wasn't yeah. that George Freeman? Didn't he draw Captain Canuck? Oh, man. And colored it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you know, characters who are named after their gender, and that's still even going going on even to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, with, you know, Batwoman, Batgirl, Supergirl, She Hulk, She Hulk, Mary Marvel, uh, back back in the golden age, Liberty Bell. You know, B E L L E. You know, <laughs> and it, and then even in modern era, where you have Ms. Marvel, you know, of course, and then you have a uh, Squirrel Girl, and isn't there a Dinosaur Girl? Yeah, yeah, there is. There uh, is. Little black mm-hmm. girl with Afro puffs or something like that. No, that is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. There we go. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Okay, yeah, yeah. So even to this day, you know, you still have you know the references to gender as a way to uh, specify who this character is. You know, kind of like we, I guess, to an extent, like we have, you know, and it's kind of going away in terms of uh, its 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 use as as nomenclature. But, you know, like we have actor and actress, mm-hmm. you know, nowadays. But really and truly, they're all actors because we don't have like a female version of a producer or a director. You know, uh, it's just, you know, either you're the producer or you're director and you're either male or female. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, now you see those things kind of going away. And that, that's one of the things I think I do appreciate about the, you know, the descendants of the giant size X-Men number one era and then going into the late 80s and the 90s where you could have a female character or a male character, and the name didn't necessarily tell you anything about them in that regard. Yeah, it could have been either way. Yeah, sometimes it did, but sometimes it didn't, you know. Yeah. And uh, and that was totally fine. Like you said, She-Hulk. Okay, why not Hulk Woman or Hulk Girl or Lady Hulk or, you know what doesn't I'm saying? Look good on, <laughs> doesn't look good on the cover. And, and yeah. think about it. It sounds better, and it looks great on the cover. The Savage She-Hulk. Yeah. That alliteration. That alliteration. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that work. alliteration yeah. is fantastic, and it absolutely works. And now I think She-Hulk, is, to a certain extent, is kind of like Batman or Wonder Woman or Superman, where over the years, it just kind of became cool. But it wasn't necessarily the coolest name in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to add that prefix on it did kind of work. And the fact that she was so different from the regular Hulk. You know, she was smart. She was an attorney. She's beautiful and sexy and, and powerful and fierce. And so all of those things, you know, kind of made her a very different character from, you know, what Bruce Banner was as as the uh, as the Hulk. Mm-hmm. But kind of stand with this a little bit, yo. Like you had in the '70s era, you did have a lot of the, you know, the references to, you know, black characters having black in the name, or you know, trying to have some sense of specific black culture as part of their experience. Uh, you know, or their background before they become a hero. But also the seventies was the martial arts fascination boom, yo. So you had Shang-Chi. 
Yes. You know, White Tiger. Yeah. Sons of the Tiger. Mm-hmm. I love them shits, yo. Uh, you, you know, you had Iron Fist and Karate Kid, and um, uh, later on in Iron Fist, the uh, the Steel Serpent. Oh yeah, yeah, Great story. yo, hell yeah, yeah you yo. know. Hell so yeah. just the, you know the idea, and even later on in the late seventies, going into the eighties with Miller, where you know Daredevil is essentially, you know, he's a UFC fighter, but he knows martial arts, and then he starts fighting ninjas. Yes, and then I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know at yeah. the time reading those comics in the 70s and in the 80s I don't remember thinking about that. I just remember thinking oh, Shang-Chi is is freaking cool as hell the way Paul Gillespie draws it. God dang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. George Perez was drawing the White Tiger who's I think the first uh Latino superhero, correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so George Perez drawing the White Tiger, and I was a fan of George Perez, and I was like, "Wow, you know." And um, and I loved his, I loved his art, and I can't remember who did Sons of the Tiger. It might have been Perez as well, and some other people. It was, yeah. Okay, yeah. and then of course Byrne on in Claremont on uh, Iron Fist, Iron Fist, which yeah. you know you have in the past, you know, derided and uh, you know, <laughs> and said that <laughs> Byrne's artwork was not up to snuff. Then it yeah, was it crispy yet, yeah. <laughs> Came out of the oven a little too early. <laughs> oh man, dude! Oh, since man. you are a child of the '90s, yeah. Talk about your entrance into comics, and when you started to see some of those '90s era names and characters, like what was your thought? Did you think, oh man, these are the coolest things I've ever seen? Or yes. Okay, just exactly that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, come on, man. It's like when I came along in the 90s, the naming of the characters, they sounded exactly like what a 12 or 13-year-old boy would say. Why was the team of Wildcats comprised of Warblade, <laughs> Zealot, Grifter, Maul, and who was the who was the who was the woman that transported them all the time? Gosh, what was her name? Man, somewhere Michelle Fife is gonna kill me. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Void, that was her name. Okay. And the 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 interesting thing is they did not all look like exactly what their name prescribed. Like Warblade did, because he had the long fingers that turned into blades. Right. You know? Right. Or you can jump over to Cyberforce. Ripclaw. He looked like he would rip you to shreds with his claws. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Uh, just all, all those things. Striker. Uh, heat Wave. <laughs> Cyblade. Like, these are all <laughs> things that just sound like exactly what somebody my age would come up with. And I am certain that kids my age who were drawing and making their own characters at that time, mm-hmm. they took those naming conventions to heart. You know what I'm saying? And even with um, DC and Marvel with some of their characters, like, I, like when I came along, um, Nightfall had just kind of started and begun to come to its conclusion. And so Asriel, that series, the Sword of Asriel, Mm-hmm. Um, had become big like that previous year. And so once he took over being Batman for, you know, that length of time after 
Batman, Bruce Wayne broke his back. They took Asriel and they took Batman and they did a conjunction. And so then he was called as bats. Not <laughs> in the fan press <laughs> and wizard. It was like, oh, you gotta get Batman 695 because as bats fights killer croc. As bats. Why no, why not why not bats real? <laughs> they, they don't have the same rig, yo. They don't have the same rig. It's all about how it look. How it look. As bats. Yeah. <laughs> and you lose you lose the Z when you did bats real. I guess you don't lose the Z, but Yeah. <laughs> so so at that time, was it just the overwhelming cool of it? Or did did you did you think as a 13, 14 year old reader, or whatever? that this stuff was dark and kind of edgy at all, or it was just cool? Uh, I thought it was more cool than anything. As far as it being dark, nah, not, not really dark, even though every teenager kind of is attracted to that to some degree. They kind of want that. But I think as teenagers, we mistake being dark for, for some type of pro- profundity, if you right, will, right. as being profound. And it's like, no, it's just dark and it's just, Cool looking. That's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? It seems it seems dark seems mysterious. Mm-hmm. It seems to beckon all that. There must be something behind this, you know, and not necessarily. No, not necessarily. <laughs> and I will also say, too, and this carried over. And I really noticed this when I started working in a comic shop for a number of years as well. Certain names, certain characters names just look good on a cover. And depending on how that logo of that character's name is done, how it's written, Mm -hmm. uh, even down to the color psychology of it, you know, DC was especially good with this. That can that can that can help sell the book, too, believe it or not. So it's not just the artist or the writer or the creators on it or whatever. Even it's a storyline. Sometimes the way the character's name looks on the logo that can be a clarion call to get someone to pick up the book. Yeah. You know, kind of like, you know, like your brand name of like whatever is your preferred washing detergent or your preferred brand of, I don't know, cornbread mix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know that when you see that logo, when you see that character's name, oh man, yeah, I'm gonna give that a try. All right, cool. Let me see what's going on. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm cooking my fish, when I see that yellow yellow tin box with the red cap that says Old Bay. There you go. Yeah. I yeah. know I'm straight, yo. I know I'm straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, yeah. And then sprinkle on a little Lowry's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but you, you know what? And you bring up an interesting point about how the name of a character in terms of the costume and the character design and the backstory and all that, all that's fine. But if you're going down, you know, the shelves in your local comic shop, your LCS, and you're looking, it was it was basically like, okay, you had your go-tos and then you were gonna maybe entertain something else. You were gonna Yeah. You know, I'm gonna drop my dollar twenty five or my, you know, whatever it is on something else. <laughs> yeah. And so even though it was lame. The logo for Rom Space Knight was dope. Yeah, sure. Like it sure. was a well done logo. So it would get your attention, you know, or even seeing like if you didn't know what it was, but if you just saw the name Micronauts. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. What's that? You know, 
I know what a knot is because that's kind of like you know like a astronaut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what's a <laughs> micro knot? What is that? Okay. All right, dog. And then and then the font that it was written in too, just perfect combination. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. All of it. But. Being a little bit older reader, I remember reading comics in the in the late seventies and in the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, and even reading reprints of things from the sixties and and you know you know collected things that had stories from the forties. Yeah. So I did I did read you know um, there was another what was the other character? It was kind of like Captain America. He had a sidekick. He wore yellow and blue. He wore yellow and blue, and he had a shield, and- like a like a police badge. Oh, the Guardian. The Guardian. Okay. Yes. So, like the Guardian and reading uh, the Condor, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff from the, you know, from the reprints of stuff from the forties, you know, Macro Boy and uh, Lufine, you know, all, all that stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, by the time I got to the late eighties and the nineties, I was aware that man, these names are, these names are going hard, yo, goddamn Spawn. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Cable, <laughs> bloodshot, chapel, chapel yes. bloodshot. <laughs> you know, uh, Lady Death Strike. Yes, <laughs> even Lady Death. Just you know, forget right. the strike, <laughs> Lady Death. <laughs> you know, you know uh, and you know, seventies going into the eighties. That was you know, Gold Ghost Rider comes along in that era, and you, you know, Venom. Yeah, Carnage. Carnage, you know. Uh, so they, they were working their way up. Yep, yes, yes. There. You know, uh, Witchblade, and, you know, Deadpool, Hellshock. Yes. Uh, Pit with two T's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, seeing all that stuff, I was very aware, like you said, that the guys, and, and, and probably gals too, who were creating these characters were definitely going for dark, edgy, you know, they wanted something that seemed, uh, you know, and in certain cases, you know, stuff that had like a militaristic kind of a vibe to it. You know, cable and, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, bloodshot, you know, um, uh, you know, there were others, you know, even especially some of the like the uh, uh, some of the uh, the image characters where, you know, they had pouches and guns and yeah. and blades and weapons and whatnot. So there was kind of a military, uh, an embracing of a militaristic vibe. And this is during, of course, the uh, the Gulf War. Sure, exactly. You know, in the in the nineties. So, you know, I don't know if that maybe even had something or had an influence on it, but um let's go ahead and do our faves. I call them like my faves and then my lames. Alright. But I I'll let you go. You do your faves, I'll do my faves, and then you do your lames and I'll do my lames. Alright, bet, bet, bet. All right. So just to run down real quick, uh, my faves are Deathstroke the Terminator. Yeah. OMAC. One Man Ooh. Army Corps. Oh, yes, yeah, that's yo, just yes. badass, yo. That shit's still fire, yo. That shit's still fire. For sure, for sure. Uh, Mr. Miracle, Scott Free. Oh. Come on, you can't fuck with that. You can't fuck with that. <laughs> I'm going to let you have it. Go ahead, yo. <laughs> man, going back to the 40s, man, I always had a soft spot for the Black Terror. Yeah. You know, he had the skull and crossbones. Yeah. 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 Way, way pre-punisher. Way pre-punisher. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the last of my list on the faves are, uh, believe it or not, uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. That, that's enough to beckon you in. It's like it has the mystery to it. Yeah. You know, come check this out. And Electra. And the reason I say Electra is, is 
She's the Greek goddess of the storm. Mm. So it's no accident on her first appearance on Daredevil 168. Mm -hmm. What is she doing? She's framed by storm, lightning, lightning and rain. rain. Yeah. Exactly. So it tells you, bam, it's turbulence getting ready to come into Matt Murdock's life. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. So those are my faves, man. Okay. Great list. I absolutely co-sign OMAC. I love me some OMAC. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, I have never... As a matter of fact, really, if you really want to talk about... Let's let's just pause for just a second. All right. Kirby came up with some dopeness, yo. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Commandy, Last Boy on Earth. Yeah. OMAC. Even, the, you know, all of the new gods. You know, the new mm. gods. Um, On my list of faves, number three on the list. Dark side. Yeah. You know, dark side. It's like, wow, wow. But others on the list for me, Colossus. Because mm. I thought it just worked for who, what he did and, you know, he just. And what you know, he looked like. Yeah, yeah, what he looked like. Storm, I thought was a great name for a character who controls weather without being too obvious. I mean, it seems obvious, but in a way it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jubilee, I always loved the, the name Jubilee. Yeah. Uh, you know, <coughs> Dark Side, Thanos. Yeah, he's just like, yeah. Thanos. Come on, man. <laughs> he even got like dope nicknames, you know, the Avatar of Death, you know, Thanos, Damn. you know. Uh, oh, no, the, uh, is it the Titan of Death or is it the. Um... the no, it's, it's, it's the Avatar of Death, but also he's the Mad Titan. The Mad Titan, yo. That's just dope, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Cyborg uh, from Teen Titans. Sure. Cy- cyborg can just ne- it just never doesn't work. It just never mm-hmm. doesn't work. Whenever someone says cyborg, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the 70s, I always liked the name Morbius, the living vampire. Hmm. You know, I always get always got like uh shades of like that old TV show Dark Shadows yes. when I saw Morbius. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, the more morbid and Morbius and he's mm. he's living a vampire, he's dead or whatever. I, I just always liked it. I always thought that worked. And again, you probably thought it was about a vampire, but you maybe didn't know, you know, if you just saw Morbius. Right. I always thought Catwoman worked, but I think Catwoman just works in that eternal way of you know, Catwoman, you know, kind of sleek and fierce and silent and deadly and sexy. And uh, you want her and yet she might scratch the shit out of your ass, you know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I always thought Mystique was great. Sure. I always thought Mm -hmm. Rogue was a good name for a character, although Rogue doesn't really have anything to do with what... uh, with what the character does or who the character is. Well, well, well she, well, she does steal your powers in a rogue. Well, there we go. Like yeah, a thief. Yeah. yeah. There, okay. Okay. I didn't even put that together. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Um. And then three more. Uh. Deadshot. I always thought Deadshot was good. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Deadshot is good. Uh. The demon, but you have to call him by his name, Etragon. Yes. <laughs> and if you want to summon him, you have to say Yarva Etragon Demonicus. You have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and just his alter ego too, Jason Blood. Jason Blood. Blood. Jason Blood. With that. With that. Uh, with that. With that. 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 Uh, skunk streak. That, through, <laughs> yeah, yo. Streak, streak through his hair. <laughs> and then last for me. And I and I can't believe that it really didn't come to prominence until the late seventies and the eighties. But I always thought Huntress 
mm. was a great name. Huntress, you know. Um, it just, I don't know. And then the fact that she ended up, you know, being who she was. Uh, I just thought Huntress was 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 a cool name for uh for a character for a fe- specifically for a female character with the uh you know with the uh the skill set that she has. You know the Huntress. This sounds like a short lived ABC you know TV series from like mid eighties or something. Sybil Danning is the Huntress. Huntress, right? Tuesdays at nine p.m. Angie Dickinson ABC. is the Huntress. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right after Mannix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one more, oh, one more honorable mention. Yeah, yo. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out as an honorable mention because in my mind, I have never, ever, ever considered the Watchmen characters to be real superheroes. They were always something else. The, you know, the idea of putting them in any kind of uh, actual DC canon to me is sacrilege and is 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 offensive. <laughs> But the name Dr. Manhattan. Sure. That shit just worked. It really does. It really worked from the gate. I was like, Dr. Manhattan. Like, it just felt right. Same way with Rorschach. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I almost wish Ditko had named the question Rorschach instead of the question. Because it's better in a way. <laughs> Damn, I don't know, yo. Like, that question still kind of hit, man. It is. It does, yo. It yeah. does. Hit. It still hits right, yo. It does. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But go, but go yeah, ahead with your, with your lames, yo. All right, man. My lames, man. You were talking about Mac Raboy earlier. Uh, the Green Llama. The Green Llama. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. now. Nile shout. No, dog. No, dog. And as a nod to our um, other brother, uh, Dwight Clark, who isn't here on this episode, but he always was talking about from the Legion of Superheroes, Matter Eater Lad yes. and Bouncing Boy. Yes. Just, uh-uh. Look, no. Matter uh-uh. Eater Lad is on my list, along with really all of the Legion of Superheroes. So they just. Damn. The whole lad, Damn. girl, boy. Yeah. Oh, it don't, no, none of them work. The, no, Brainiac is the only one that was kind of dope in a way. You know, I had a little bit of something else extra to it, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then the next one I got is um, Captain Confederacy. Fuck that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say on that. Man, I fuck even, that. I have never heard of Captain Confederacy, yo. Man, how how did that shit get two series, yo? Come on. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. Um, this this is a bit sacrilegious because I I one of these characters on here I love. Mm-hmm. But anything starting with Captain just seems lame. Now you never hear somebody call a character Captain so and so, Captain America, Captain Cold, Captain Video. Yeah. Captain Victory. I just, mm-mm, nah, Ca- Captain nah. Boomerang. <laughs> yeah, like, nah, that don't even, mm-mm. So it's just like, I love, I love to be some Captain America, but that's about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then lastly on my list is a lot of Golden Age characters that end with man. Even though the characters look cool, mm-hmm. but it was just like, Bullet Man, Doll Man, uh, whatever man. 
just mm. yeah but again like you said going back to batman and spider-man and superman like those were not inventive interesting names at all mm-hmm. you know spider-man again that spider-man was created in the 60s but so was the hulk hulk was a great name for a character right sure you know um you know it tells you everything about the character from the jump even uh uh, the Wolverine, which is what he was actually called originally before it was just, you know, uh, Wolverine. yeah, just Wolverine. Wolverine tells yeah. you everything about the character. Don't pet him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and and if I could throw one honorable mention, going back to my you know faves list, man, the Silver Surfer. Now you're not gonna ride with me, dog. Yeah, it, you're, not, you're not gonna ride with me. No, no, on, no, man. no, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where you know, like you you see something, uh-huh. and it's and it's named something, and it shouldn't work, but then when you see it executed, right, it's like, oh, okay, I get it, I absolutely get it. And speaking of which, oddly enough, and this is something I, that uh, me and Vince talked about when we were teenagers. Uh, the, the one character that seemed to be universally loved by black people was the Silver Surfer. Yeah, actually, you're right. Mm-hmm. Black people fuck with the Silver Surfer, yo. Certainly, for sure. Absolutely, man. And again, we're not skiing. We're not surfing. We're not swimming, you know. <laughs> Why do we like a guy on a surfboard? Why do I love Namor who swims? I, you know what I mean? Yes. Oh man! Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that the end of your your lames? It is. Yeah. Okay. So my my lames are. This might be a little controversial. Uh oh. Okay. Magneto. Ah. Yeah. Uh, damn. Damn. Uh, Uh. (laughs) he's another one where I have grown to love him over the years because of how he's written and how he's portrayed and his his relationship with Xavier and, uh, and his, his, in his attitude of, you know, you know, F them mugs, we're going off here by ourselves. We, right. (laughs) You know, I, I, I love the rebellion. I love the, you know, but Magneto. Magneto. (laughs) When, when, when Hugh Grant as Wolverine in the first X-Men movie, when he, when he derided the name, Magneto, <laughs> what's your name? Wheels, you know. <laughs> Wheels, <laughs> and and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. So. What I say, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Excuse that me. That would have been interesting, but yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of bumbly British guy as Wolverine. <laughs> Bub. Right, right. <laughs> but also on the list. Uh, was Matter Eater Lad, The Legion of Superheroes. I had She-Hulk. I had She-Hulk on the list. Hmm, okay. I, I, I. Uh, Cheetah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. If, if you must, you know. Uh, <laughs> Princess Projectra. Hmm. What is she from? Is she from Squadron Supreme? I think she was in The Legion of Superheroes. Oh, okay. okay. I believe she's in the Legion of Superheroes, but I was just like, Princess Projectra? Uh, um, uh-uh. Puck from Puck. Alpha Flight? Puck. 
but he just he, he looks like a, a hockey puck and then he's Canadian <laughs> it's just like hockey and it's like I, okay okay John burn you um, it was mm-hmm. a little too on the nose for me yo along with Sasquatch <laughs> yeah you know along with North Star he was like okay this is just Canadian as hell god damn <laughs> <laughs> you know um, uh, one of the Golden Age characters Lady Fairplay it's a point point when that that wouldn't be Lady Luck. Like, it's two separate characters, right? It's two separate characters. Lady Luck and Lady Fair Play. Damn, I ain't never heard of Fair Play. Wow, okay. Yeah, back to the back to the 40s. And then, again, back in the 40s as well, because I feel like the Atom and I feel like Ant-Man uh, were great miniature characters. Characters who could shrink and use their shrinking ability. You know, Ant-Man, you know, he had the aid of the ants, his army of ants and, yeah. you know, and, and all of that. And he could talk to him with his helmet. Mm-hmm. You know, the Adam could shrink and, you know, he could do all the stuff that you see little tiny people. He could flip you over and blow up and punch you and then shrink back down and get out of the way. You know, the Adam was just he was just a great character. And I loved the look of the character with the red and the blue. And he had the Adam symbol. I think the atomic symbol is just one of the great iconic visual symbols in the world like the dna symbol the atom symbol uh there's a few others on the periodic table and other ones for you know for like planets and whatnot where like saturn a circle with a with a ring around it with the ring yeah just a perfect a perfect graphic image and it just says so much with very little even with dr manhattan having the uh yeah the the um, the, 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 the nuclear the, symbol the or whatever element. Yeah. the element on mm-hmm. his forehead but um mm-hmm. Back in the 40s, you had Doll Man. Yes. Who was really just a little person. Let's just, he was <laughs> a just little a little person. person. And then you had like Doll Girl. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so that she was just basically, you know, like a little person too. And I'm like, okay, you know, these were, were these abilities? I guess they were to some extent, but it's like they were just lame in the sense of trying to play someone's diminutive nature, diminutive size off as. An ability to, you know, overcome, you know, thugs and criminals and and and, and evildoers and villains and whatnot. But <laughs> last two on the list, go. still in the forties. Alright. Wizzer. Yeah, that's <laughs> what is he what is he pee on you? That's what I'm saying. And his costume was yellow. Too, it was yo. yellow. <laughs> it was yellow. The wizard. Oh. And oh. and the and the last one on my lames list, yeah. And they have tried their best to try to make this guy something other than a joke over the years, but that name is just the clunkiest, ham most ham fisted thing I've ever heard in my life. What's that? Elongated man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You can't, you can't even say nothing. You can't even say nothing. Yeah. Mm-mm. That just all sorts of connotations. Yes. <laughs> that's like, it ain't just his nose that's twitching either. Oh. That concludes this episode of Sidebar Forever, hosted by Dwight Clark, Swain Hunt, and Adrian Johnson. 
you can find us online at sidebarforever.com. Any emails or questions can be directed to us at sidebarforever at gmail.com. And also, subscribe to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.